right. Welcome back to the Unconventional Podcast. This is Luke and Ashley, your host. Um, and we have Justin and Emily Gibby with eLove Photos and Gibby Visuals. Welcome back, guys. Hey, thanks for Welcome. Uh, last time you guys were here, we talked about how to get your hustle on, the Gibby Hustle. And that was quite inspirational. Thank you guys for sharing that last time. Sure thing. Sure thing. Awesome. Uh, just a quick little synopsis of that. Justin shared with us how he lost his job and the things that they did in order to maintain their current lifestyle, stay afloat, and actually grow their business. And they just really rocked the house with that. So check that out. They also wrote a blog post a blog post at the unconventional.life website, and you guys can read that as well. So today, I'm going to let Ashley introduce them and what their topic is. So today we have you guys back on because we love you guys so much. Uh And we are going to talk about, I know over time, like me and Emily have talked a lot about um, growing your guys' business at your own rate. And um, I just want to talk about when was that point in your business that you realized that you it's not it doesn't matter about keeping up with the joneses it's about the gibbies like i know it's easy to to focus on others and what they're doing but when was that point in your business or if there was a point where you guys realize and focus inward um i i think from the get-go we knew that we were going to be different than other people because we saw our financial stability as more important than getting the top of the line gear like it took a lot of constraint you know because obviously there's new cameras new gears you see all these people you know shooting all these incredible things with the most amazing equipment and for us it just took a lot of patience you know but we knew that our financial security and stability was way more important than going into debt so that's just what we did that's how we ran our business to start that's good yeah, we're, you know, doing uh, working for other people, freelance and, you know, different projects using their equipment too. Um, you know, really helped out too and rentals and lens pro to go and <laughs> companies <laughs> like that, you know, that helped yeah. out. Yeah. So you guys didn't initially dump a bunch of money into the business. You guys just did as much as you could, uh, either renting or borrowing or just using what you can just to get the job done until you gained up enough income to do something like that. Yes. Buy gear. Definitely. I referred to myself all the time in my initial stages of business as the photographer with no lenses. <laughs> like I had finally saved up and bought a Canon Mark II and that's all I had. That's it. That and a, a kit lens. That's all I had. And I remember it was so hard because I couldn't just spontaneously do a shoot for someone. I had to plan it out. If I had a wedding, I had to rent lenses. I would it'd come in the lens pro to go, come in the Pelican cases and I'd have to return them like three days later and it was really hard. And so I couldn't just spontaneously do shoots. I had to really plan out everything, but I knew that that's just what I had to do. And we bootstrapped it. You know, sometimes we would, especially for our other side of our business, um, our photo and slide scanning things, like we would get the job, buy a piece of equipment, and that's where the money from the people went. It would just go towards buying a piece of equipment. And that's what we did. Little by little, I'd get a wedding. I'd still rent, but the extra money that we had would go towards saving, and we just bootstrapped it bought a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more. Right. But I think it's important too, is like, you know, during all this time, I, I had a full-time job. And so that was, that was covering our basis. That was covering our living, food, water, all that kind of stuff. And when we got additional projects for her photos, me video and whatnot, 
we use that money to, to start right purchasing equipment. So when you know I was let go, we actually had a whole bunch of equipment that was paid for, and we could just you know get out there and, and get some projects going. It was more just you know getting the projects at that point, you know, so our equipment's not collecting dust. You're right. Excellent. So to be clear, you guys have ran your business debt free. Yes, one hundred percent, definitely. Was the temptation to run out there and try to get a loan or lease equipment? Oh, all ever the time. there all the time. There yeah. were moments where we used, uh, you know, bill me later, which is now PayPal credit, zero, right. you know, no interest, no payment, six months, you know. Um, but eventually, that had to stop, and you know, it was all about getting the projects and not buying equipment until you had the project. Mm-hmm. And, you know. So who's the spender? Justin. <laughs> yes, the he is Emily. definitely the spender in our relationship like he would get something new every day if we decided on that yeah I, i've seen that i've called him a few times or he's called me he's like hey i got this i got oh. that this is going on so and you guys balance each other out yeah yeah i think i can be a little uptight sometimes he kind of gets me a little bit more relaxed <laughs> it takes definitely uh we complement one another i think good so what made you come to the realization that you could do the business the way that you've been doing it? Did we ask that already? Yeah, you, that was the first question. Did we already do that? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're on pause right now. So let's talk about um, let's talk about second shooting. Okay. okay. The, what about what are some things you did to grow your business debt free? What well, are some we things about you that. did to grow your business debt free? So well, we lived oh. with our parents. Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, let's talk about, like real quick on like living with parents for a couple of years. We didn't have a fancy office. We, we didn't have a fancy mm-hmm. office. Okay, let's talk about that. We so didn't you, have... you can ask that. All right. So what are some of the things you guys did to grow your business debt-free? Uh, we definitely did things a little bit differently. I mean, we talked about in the previous podcast, in order to make a change in our financial life together, we decided as a couple to move in with my parents because they were very generous to let us do that rent-free. And every... It wasn't easy. What was that? <laughs> I said it wasn't easy. It was not easy for Justin at all. I can imagine, yeah. Um, but we definitely, I mean, we we just sacrificed a lot. You know, living with family is not easy. And we had a small little office that most of it held all of our, our storage. It wasn't pretty. It had unfinished walls. Like, mm-hmm. just just not pretty at all. So, I mean, like, it was kind of hard sometimes to go in there and be motivated, but we knew that's what we had to do um, to make things work in the situation that we were given. Um, We definitely... Well, and, you know, I was still working, but we're we're building this part-time at the time. You know, she's building her brand of e-love photos. And being a mom. And being a mom. And then we were building GiveYouVisuals.com and, you know, getting some projects. And it was all about you know, something new and projects and, you know, doing weddings on the weekend. Cause that, I mean, at that time, that's, that's really all I had time for. Cause I was traveling a lot during the weekdays. Mm-hmm. How did you, um, as you're, as you're building your business and you guys decided to do it debt free, how did you guys cut out <clears throat> the outside noise of what everyone else's business looked like? The comparison, how did you just stay focused and driven on you it's hard, you know, like I think I would be lying to myself if I said it wasn't hard. Like, I mean, you're scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, and you're seeing all these people, I mean, younger than you, like who are just, just killing it. They have like the top of the line equipment. They're going to all these workshops, you know, and here I am, I've got 
my Mark II, and I've got a used 85 millimeter. Like, and it was just like, it was hard. And then, but we knew what we had to do. What was the question? <laughs> this is why we're going to have show notes printed for everybody involved. What was the question? Seriously, I was going, I don't how know. did you, um, how did you drown out the noise from mm. other businesses and, um, the comparison mm-hmm. while you're while you're focused and driven on your own business. <laughs> Deer in the headlights. I, cricket, cricket. I was always just very like confident in myself, knowing that I was getting better, and that's who I was comparing myself to. It was like, how was I growing? You know, it, it was easy to like see other people, but I, I always would tell myself, I mean, they have a different situation. Like, I am rocking it out the best that I can with the situation I am. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm growing it slowly. You know, my husband works a full-time job. And I just knew that if I just focused on myself and just saw my progression, that I wouldn't get caught up in all that all that mess of comparison and, and trying to be like everybody else. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you if you start looking at, you know, everybody's work online – I mean, you can start critiquing it. You can start going, oh, man, that's way better than I would have done, you know. And sometimes it could be, a, oh, I don't know, educational, but also a waste of time. It's like being on Facebook for four hours. It's just not smart. And uh, so that's what I saw myself is comparing. And, and comparing just, you know, you can't do that because every situation is different. Every project's different. Every person that you're filming or taking pictures of is, is different. The situation the lighting, the equipment. I mean, you just got to be focused on whatever project you have and that you're producing or you're in front of or you're in charge of and make it the best. And, you know, each project as it is the best will lead to more and future ones. Good. Did that answer it? Mm -hmm. Sure. Are we going to the next one? Yeah, it's me. It's me unless you want to ask it. Can I add one more thing on there? Um, I think also too is is marketing, not not just building a website and doing social media because you know those are good, but but getting out there and talking to people, talk to business owners, they have projects, they have money. I mean, I was talking to someone that's in the music video industry, and and I had done some music videos for some some bands and stuff, but you know they, they their budgets aren't that big, but if you do it for a corporate company maybe do a free project and just prove yourself to them and they love it they're gonna hire you again that's what i did with a customer or a business three years ago we did a a free project and now i'm working with them on a retainer every month they pay me and i give a a service to them and it's a great relationship and now they trust me and i don't see an end in sight and it's fun to watch them grow and and they enjoy watching me grow and yeah, no, that's good. I tell people all the time that ask us questions about marketing or just getting out there and getting clients. Uh, in my opinion, exposure is more important than always trying to make sure you get the big bang for your buck because you need to be able to have the capability to network and have people that know who you are that are willing to book you um, uh, eventually at the rates that you want to get. Um, but if you keep you know, charging a million dollars for each job that you want to do, 
there's not going to be enough people out there that are going to pay it or find value in it. And yeah, so it's, it's not a one done. Yeah, it's not. Business. It's not. So you always got to be flexible with people. There's times we've given away weddings. We've charged less than, than what we normally charge just because we feel we want to gift it to somebody or we want to do something different. And that's always reaped, you know, great things for us. So that's good. Um, so Emily, talk to us a little bit about second shooting. What has that done for your business? Cause you always joke about how much you second shoot. <laughs> yeah, I second shoot a lot. I think I second shot, I think 27 times this year, which that's a lot when you add on to my own weddings. And, um, I have like, I love second shooting. Not only is it like mom time for me, I get to hang out with some of my friends, but I'm always learning from someone else. Like, I think my business has grown exponentially because I can take the best of the best from some of the most amazing photographers in the area and apply it to my business. Um, it's also a great experience. You know, I, it's also, you know, I also build relationships with some of the people who are at weddings too. And, um, just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's fun. It, it's grown my business. It's given me experience and it brought on extra money, especially when we had lost that job back this summer. I was taking anything I could get, you know, and the Gibby hustle. Yeah. The Gibby hustle. And it was fun. It gave me opportunity to practice, you know, my skills and sharpen them even more. Cause I can say, you know, I worked at 37 weddings this year. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like you said, you learn a lot. You, you can almost trial and error without really having the responsibility Less of pressure. a paying client. No editing. And no editing. Um, and you can learn a lot yeah. and, and establish some amazing things. Quick, Kaylin. Quick. Just take the whole bag. Take the whole bag. Okay. Leave one for Luke. No, I'm good. <laughs> Just take the whole bag. We haven't trained Shut you the yet. Door, like you guys have. Kaylin, how's Austin doing? He's good. Okay. I don't remember what I was saying. No, I think we closed it out. Okay. That was fine. Um, what else are we talking about? There's gotta be more than that. Um, I was gonna ask them their advice on like if so. I'll, I'll start it. Is hustle a good word for using? Yeah, do the hustle. Yeah. Don't feel still in our shine here. Come on. Do we want to talk like numbers or anything or metrics or? Yeah, I mean, because I know there's some numbers guys out there, but I don't know. What no, kind of numbers? Good. I don't know. I mean, like what someone should charge for something, or I don't know. Mm. We can do that for podcast three. Podcast three. I don't know. All right. If um, someone was in your shoes right now, they're just starting their business, and let's let's even talk about they're they're starting their business because of financial reasons they don't have this huge passion it's more to make money what advice would you give to them i mean if they have a full-time job right now keep working there don't quit no definitely keep that quit. base that's your base and then just think of your your part-time business as your commission and just grow that go crazy learn all you can you know, work with people for free. Just watch them. Watch the experts. You know, find who's the best in the industry or whatever you're doing and just go shadow them. Just go watch them and see what they do. Take notes, you know, get to know them because who knows, they might hire you down the road and slowly get to the point where, you know, your part-time business is making more than your full-time business. And then if you get let go or you quit, 
you know, you're in control if your part-time business is a good size. You know, it's making 30, 40, 50, 60,000, whatever a year. I don't know. And make it and create it so it's, you know, it's consistent. I like that. I like how you said um, keep your full-time job. I think that's a huge misconception in the creative industry. Everybody wants to quit their job. They want to do this full-time. And it's not a bad dream, but sometimes it's just not reality. And you you do have to grow your business at your own rate. And if that means working a nine-to-five job and doing creative when you get home and staying up late, you got to make it happen. You know, when when I was in film school, there was a lot of guys that knew everything about cameras. They knew the specs, they knew software, they knew, I mean, they just knew everything. But what they didn't know how to do was talk to people. And they couldn't market themselves. And a lot of those guys that I went to school, they don't do this anymore. But the ones that, you know, for me, I, I did sales all through college. I did door-to-door, sold alarm systems all over the country and during the summertime. And then, you know, I usually do sales or my own thing, but, um, during school, but you know, those guys that learn film and people skills and they're the ones that are still doing it. I mean, there's a guy that I went to school with. He owns Cine Chopper Drone University and they, he has 2000 students going to his, his university. He's been doing drone stuff for, you know, way before you know, it exploded. And, uh, so I think that's important. Learn, read a sales book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Sales isn't a scary thing. Everyone has to have some kind of sales. I mean, you know, Luke wouldn't have married Ashley if he didn't have any sales skills. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Marry up. I wouldn't have met Emily. And, you know, it's, it's important. Very good. That's it. I don't have anything I, else. Did you want me to answer part of it, Julie? Or yeah, no? go ahead. No. Yeah, I said, yeah, go ahead. But then it doesn't really go after that, too. Talk, talk about your teaching, Em, how how you've used your teaching <laughs> experience and what you learned from teaching to help in this. So, what like, when you're, do doing, it, when you're doing a family session. I hate family sessions. <laughs> <laughs> when you're working with a couple or a wedding and doing photos, like. I don't think that has anything to do with the topic, though. What's the topic again? Growing <laughs> <laughs> your business at your own rate. Oh. I don't even know what rate means. What you like your you... own pace, like your own. Oh, your own pace. Talk about you know your own rate of pricing. Like, you know, do I raise it? Do I not? Oh, that is do a I, good topic. Do I take 50, yeah. 50 jobs for a small rate, or do I do ten for a big rate? So ask her about how she tackled pricing. About photography. So Emily, how did you guys tackle pricing when it came to doing this whole? working at your own rate thing when it came to your photography? Well, I definitely, when I started out, obviously I was a lot lower than I am now. I kind of, I kind of got into the, the mindset that I need to be charging for my time. This just isn't going anywhere. It's not good. It's and the door is open and the kids. I know. What the so heck? let's do this. Let's do a wrap. Um, <laughs> and what is we're going to do. Is the door open?